0: We're reading Judges chapters 8 through 9 and Psalm 79 here on Commuter Bible OT. When we last left Gideon and his army, he had attacked the forces of Midian with 300 men. Though he and his small band had already killed 120,000 men, there are still 15,000 left. Our reading picks up with a discussion between Gideon and the men of Ephraim who have just killed the two princes of Midian as Gideon's men routed them from battle. They're upset that they weren't called to fight, but Gideon basically tells them their leftovers are better than the full harvest of what his men have reaped. After securing victory, Israel tries to make Gideon their leader, but he refuses and says that the Lord should lead them. Then, strangely, he makes an effort of gold which becomes a snare of idolatry. Judges chapters 8 through 9 The men of Ephraim said to him, Why have you done this to us, not calling us when you went to fight against the Midianites? And they argued with him violently. So he said to them, What have I done now compared to you? Is not the gleaning of Ephraim better than the grape harvest of Abiezer?" God handed over to you Oreb and Zeb, the two princes of Midian. What was I able to do compared to you? When he said this, their anger against him subsided. Gideon and the three hundred men came to the Jordan and crossed it. They were exhausted, but still in pursuit. He said to the men of Succoth, Please give some loaves of bread to the troops under my command because they are exhausted for I am pursuing Zeba and Zalmunna the kings of Midian but the princes of Succoth asked Are Zeba and Zalmunna now in your hands that we should give bread to your army Gideon replied Very well when the Lord has handed Zeba and Zalmunna over to me I will tear your flesh with thorns and briars from the wilderness. He went from there to Penuel and asked the same thing from them. The men of Penuel answered just as the men of Succoth had answered. He also told the men of Penuel, When I return safely, I will tear down this tower. Now Zeba and Zalmunna were in Karkor, and with them was their army of about 15,000 men who were all those left of the entire army of the people of the east. Those who had been killed were 120,000 armed men. Gideon traveled on the caravan route east of Noba and Jogbeha and attacked their army while the army felt secure. Zeba and Zalmunna fled and he pursued them. He captured these two kings of Midian and routed the entire army. Gideon, son of Joash, returned from the battle by the ascent of Haris. He captured a youth from the men of Succoth and interrogated him. The youth wrote down for him the names of the seventy-seven leaders and elders of Succoth. Then he went to the men of Succoth and said, Here are Zeba and Zalmunna. You taunted me about them, saying, are Zeba and Zalmunna now in your power that we should give bread to your exhausted men? So he took the elders of the city, and he took some thorns and briars from the wilderness, and he disciplined the men of Sukkoth with them. He also tore down the tower of Penuel and killed the men of the city. He asked Zeba and Zalmunna What kind of men did you kill at Tabor? They were like you, they said. Each resembled the son of a king. So he said, They were my brothers, the sons of my mother. As the Lord lives, if you had let them live, I would not kill you. Then he said to Jether, his firstborn, Get up and kill them. The youth did not draw his sword for he was afraid because he was still a youth. Zeba and Zalmunna said, Get up and strike us down yourself, for a man is judged by his strength. So Gideon got up, killed Ziba and Zalmunna, and took the crescent ornaments that were on the necks of their camels. Then the Israelites said to Gideon, Rule over us! you as well as your sons and your grandsons, for you delivered us from the power of Midian. But Gideon said to them, I will not rule over you, and my son will not rule over you. The Lord will rule over you. Then he said to them, Let me make a request of you. Everyone give me an earring from his plunder. Now the enemy had gold earrings because they were Ishmaelites. They said, We agree to give them. So they spread out a cloak, and everyone threw an earring from his plunder on it. The weight of the gold earrings he requested was 43 pounds of gold. In addition to the crescent ornaments and ear pendants, the purple garments on the kings of Midian, and the chains on the necks of their camels. Gideon made an ephod from all this and put it in Ophrah, his hometown. Then all Israel prostituted themselves by worshipping it there, and it became a snare to Gideon and his household. So Midian was subdued before the Israelites, and they were no longer a threat. The land had peace for forty years during the days of Gideon. Jerubal, that is Gideon, son of Joash, went back to live at his house. Gideon had 70 sons, his own offspring, since he had many wives. His concubine, who was in Shechem, also bore him a son, and he named him Abimelech. Then Gideon, son of Joash, died at a good old age and was buried in the tomb of his father Joash in Ophrah of the Abiezrites. When Gideon died, The Israelites turned and prostituted themselves by worshiping the Baals and made Baal-Bareth their God. The Israelites did not remember the Lord their God who had rescued them from the land of the enemies around them. They did not show kindness to the house of Jerubal, that is Gideon, for all the good he had done for Israel. Abimelech, son of Jerubael, went to Shechem and spoke to his uncles and to his mother's whole clan, saying, Please let me speak in the hearing of all the citizens of Shechem. Is it better for you that seventy men, all the sons of Jerubaal, rule over you, or that one man rule over you? Remember that I am your own flesh and blood. His mother's relatives spoke all these words about him in the hearing of all the citizens of Shechem, and they were favorable to Abimelech, for they said, He is our brother. So they gave him 70 pieces of silver from the temple of baal Abimelech used it to hire worthless and reckless men, and they followed him. He went to his father's house in Ophrah and killed his 70 brothers the sons of Jerubal, on top of a large stone. But Jotham, the youngest son of Jerubal, survived because he hid. Then all the citizens of Shechem and of Beth Milo gathered together and proceeded to make Abimelech king at the oak of the pillar in Shechem. When they told Jotham, he climbed to the top of Mount Gerizim, raised his voice, and called to them, Listen to me, citizens of Shechem, and may God listen to you. The trees decided to anoint a king over themselves. They said to the olive tree, "Reign over us. But the olive tree said to them, Should I stop giving my oil that people use to honor both God and men and rule over the trees? Then the trees said to the fig tree, Come and reign over us. But the fig tree said to them, Should I stop giving my sweetness and my good fruit and rule over the trees? Later, the trees said to the grapevine, Come and reign over us. But the grapevine said to them, Should I stop giving my wine that cheers both God and man and rule over trees? Finally, all the trees said to the bramble, Come and reign over us. The bramble said to the trees, If you really are anointing me as king over you, come and find refuge in my shade. But if not, may fire come out from the bramble and consume the cedars of Lebanon. Now if you have acted faithfully and honestly in making Abimelech king, if you have done well by Jerubal and his family, and if you have rewarded him appropriately for what he did. For my father fought for you, risked his life, and rescued you from Midian. And now you have attacked my father's family today, killed his 70 sons on top of a large stone, and made Abimelech, the son of his slave woman, king over the citizens of Shechem because he is your brother. So if you have acted faithfully and honestly with Jerubael and his house this day, rejoice in Abimelech and may he also rejoice in you. But if not, may fire come from Abimelech and consume the citizens of Shechem and Beth Bethlehem. And may fire come from the citizens of Shechem and Beth-Millo and consume Abimelech. Then Jotham fled, escaping to Beer, and lived there because of his brother Abimelech. When Abimelech had ruled over Israel 3 years, God sent an evil spirit between Abimelech and the citizens of Shechem. They treated Abimelech deceitfully so that the crime against the seventy sons of Jerubael might come to justice and their blood would be avenged on their brother Abimelech, who killed them, and on the citizens of Shechem, who had helped him kill his brothers. The citizens of Shechem rebelled against him by putting men in ambush on the tops of the mountains, and they robbed everyone who passed by them on the road. So this was reported to Abimelech. Gael, son of Ebed, came with his brothers and crossed into Shechem, and the citizens of Shechem trusted him. So they went out to the countryside and harvested grapes from their vineyards. They trampled the grapes and had a celebration. Then they went to the house of their god, and as they ate and drank, they cursed Abimelech. Gael, son of Ebed, said, Who is Abimelech and who is Shechem? that we should serve him. Isn't he the son of Jerubael, and isn't Zebel his officer? You are to serve the men of Hamor, the father of Shechem. Why should we serve Abimelech? If only these people were in my power, I would remove Abimelech. So he said to Abimelech, Gather your army and come out. When Zebel, the ruler of the city, heard the words of Gael, son of Ebed, he was angry. So he secretly sent messengers to Abimelech, saying, Beware, Gael, son of Ebed, and his brothers have come to Shechem and are turning the city against you. Now tonight, you and the troops with you, come and wait in ambush in the countryside. Then get up early and at sunrise attack the city." When he and the troops who are with him come out against you, do to him whatever you can. So Abimelech and all the troops with him got up at night and waited in ambush for Shechem in four units. Gael, son of Ebed, went out and stood at the entrance of the city gate. Then Abimelech and the troops who were with him got up from their ambush. When Gael saw the troops, he said to Zebel, Look! Troops are coming down from the mountaintops. But Zebel said to him, The shadows of the mountains look like men to you. Then Gale spoke again. Look, troops are coming down from the central part of the land, and one unit is coming from the direction of the Diviner's Oak. Zebel replied, What do you have to say now? You said, Who is Abimelech that we should serve him? Aren't these the troops you despise? Now go and fight them. So Gael went out, leading the citizens of Shechem, and fought against Abimelech. But Abimelech pursued him, and Gael fled before him. Numerous bodies were strewn as far as the entrance of the city gate. Abimelech stayed in Aruma, and Zebel drove Gael and his brothers from Shechem. The next day, when the people of Shechem went into the countryside, this was reported to Abimelech. He took the troops, divided them into three companies, and waited in ambush in the countryside. He looked, and the people were coming out of the city, so he arose against them and struck them down. Then Abimelech and the units that were with him rushed forward and took their stand at the entrance of the city gate. The other two units rushed against all who were in the countryside and struck them down. So Abimelech fought against the city that entire day, captured it, and killed the people who were in it. Then he tore down the city and sowed it with salt. When all the citizens of the Tower of Shechem heard, they entered the inner chamber of the Temple of Elbirath. Then it was reported to Abimelech that all the citizens of the Tower of Shechem had gathered. So Abimelech and all the troops who were with him went up to Mount Zalman. Abimelech took his axe in his hand and cut a branch from the leaves. He picked up the branch, put it on his shoulder, and said to the troops who were with him, Hurry and do what you have seen me do. Each of the troops also cut his own branch and followed Abimelech. They put the branches against the inner chamber and set it on fire. About a thousand men and women died, including all the men of the tower of Shechem. Abimelech went to Thebes, camped against it, and captured it. There was a strong tower inside the city, and all the men, women, and citizens of the city fled there. They locked themselves in and went up to the roof of the tower. When Abimelech came to attack the tower, he approached its entrance to set it on fire. But a woman threw the upper portion of a millstone on Abimelech's head and fractured his skull. He quickly called his armor-bearer and said to him, Draw your sword and kill me, or they'll say about me, A woman killed him. So his armor-bearer ran him through, and he died. When the Israelites saw that Abimelech was dead, they all went home. In this way, God brought back Abimelech's evil, the evil that Abimelech had done to his father when he killed his 70 brothers. God also brought back to the men of Shechem all their evil. So the curse of Jotham, son of Jerubbaal, came upon them. Psalm 79 God, the nations have invaded your inheritance, desecrated your holy temple, and turned Jerusalem into ruins. They gave the corpses of your servants to the birds of the sky for food, the flesh of your faithful ones to the beasts of the earth. They poured out their blood like water all around Jerusalem, and there was no one to bury them. We have become an object of reproach to our neighbors, a source of mockery and ridicule to those around us. How long, Lord? Will you be angry forever? Will your jealousy keep burning like fire? Pour out your wrath on the nations that don't acknowledge you, on the kingdoms that don't call on your name, for they have devoured Jacob and devastated his homeland. Do not hold past iniquities against us. Let your compassion come to us quickly, for we have become very weak. God of our salvation, help us for the glory of your name. Rescue us and atone for our sins, for your name's sake. Why should the nations ask, where is their God? Before our eyes, let vengeance for the shed blood of your servants be known among the nations. Let the groans of the prisoners reach you. According to your great power, preserve those condemned to die. Pay back sevenfold to our neighbors the reproach they have hurled at you, Lord. Then we, your people, the sheep of your pasture, will thank you forever. We will declare your praise to generation after generation.